Hemshechayim Beis, Volume One, Page Reish Chaf Two Twenty, Middle of Discourse Twenty Nine, Pada Nafshi, Chapter One Fourteen. A lengthy discussion on Yaakov's Matseva, on Yaakov's setting up, lifting up the stone, turning it into a pillar. A discussion that began Chapter Kuv Zayin One Hundred Seven, which itself is a subplot. Sub-discussion within the context of Evan Sapir, the third interpretation is Sphira. And this is going to go on for another one chapter, two chapters, two more chapters. So from Kuf Zayin through Kuf Tezvav, literally ten chapters, is the story of Yaakov and Lavan, but primarily Yaakov and Matseva. So where are we in this Yaakov and Matseva? The stone represents Malchus, Nekudas HaMalchus. So a stone is a Nekudah. The Rebbe Rashab brought the different sources of the Meir Eir, the Nekudah. Nekudah means it's something that is not yet developed. Think of it like a seed. So a stone represents, a stone also is a letter, Asius Avonim. So it's a letter. What's a letter? A letter Aleph, a letter Beis. It doesn't, it's not yet developed into a language. Yaakov taking Malchus and lifting it up, upright, and setting it up as a pillar, which he began on his way, on his way to Charan, and then on his way out of Haran, and then we learn it again in the Pasha of this Pasha, Vayishlach, is the idea of taking Malchus, this unadorned, undeveloped, or unexpanded Nekudah, and lifting it up. So initially, the first interpretation is Malchus of Atzillus, Leslamagar Malklum, is like the moon, has no light of its own. And what Yaakov did was, Mamshech, he brings energy into it. He takes this Nekudah of the moon, of Malchus, and turns it into a fully developed thing. Binyan Hamalchus sometimes. He calls it Hakomis Hamalchus. And then there is a second interpretation of Eid Yashlemer at the end of chapter Kufches, where he says, I'm sorry, the end of chapter Kuftes 109, where he says, Gam Yashlemer, the Mechins Nekudah Zeh Bechins Malchus Kameshem Islap Sheshes Bebiyah. The Malchus is the way which carries the energy of the divine into Biyah. Now Biyah, as we've discussed at length, is a world of Nivroim. Nivroim can still be connected to the divine, but now they're an entity of their own. And the divine is more of a, not a tangible reality, but one that they know it exists. So Malchus enters in Biyah, there it gets concealed. Like he said, there's two levels. How it becomes Atik, becomes the crown of Biyah. It's still concealed, and then how it spreads out. So Malchus is like the king. Think of the king. The king, his real personality, is hidden from, is beyond and above the, the, his uh, citizens, his subjects. But he does ma- interact with them. As he spreads out, he's concealed among them. And we spoke at length of that. That's basically how Malchus, how the, how the Nefesh of the kids, the divine soul, enters into the animal soul in Biyah. So the Nekudah, the Yud, of the Evan is now under the control of the animal soul and in this material world. It also refers to Golas as opposed to Zman Beis Amigdash. Nephilus HaMalchus, Sukkot David Nephilus. HaMalchus descends, falls in a fallen state. Yaakov Zaveda is the first step, the process of helping give us the power for generations to come. Maisa Oves, similar Banim, the Oves gave us the power to lift up this hidden and concealed Malchus within us, within the world, to lift it from Biyah, it should reconnect to Malchus and Atzillus. 
So the Nakuda connects to that. And then Machus Datsilus to connect to its higher levels. And then all of this, of course, is really bringing down levels that are even beyond that silos, which is what we're getting to. It's reconnecting, it's taking Bia with it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't really discuss that right now. Right now it's really the elevation, but ultimately the goal is because... So let's go back to the language of the moon, as we discussed in this last chapter. So the moon begins as a, uh, a uh, just an akuda, just a point. It expands. And as it expands... It, 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 it transmits the energy down to Biyat, to Earth. So, so there's really a three-step process here, which is really the story of the spheres, if you think about it. It's in a concealed state, so you have to create a revelation. So Malchus in Biyat is in a concealed state, and you want to reveal. You want to reveal the divine spark within all of us. Then you want to connect that divine spark to, in Atzillus itself, this first interpretation that Malchus connects to Tiferes. That's what we went back to in the last chapter. That's not just Malchus that's hidden in Biyah, connects to Malchus at the end of Atzillus, but the Malchus at the end of Atzillus connects with Tiferes. And this is called the full moon. This is actually the full moon. Malchus of Atzillus connecting with the higher spheres. Because Zoh is the sun, and Malchus is the moon. Zoh is Chesed Gvur Tiferes Netzach Yisrael. So the sun and the moon is... The moon is a reflection of the sun. When the moon is in its birth, it doesn't reflect the sun. That's Malchus as an Akuda. When Malchus connects with Tiferes, Malchus is connecting with the sun. So he explained this in the last chapter that, the, that, that Malchus, like every sphere, has two halves. has the five higher spheres in it, the five lower. So just like this, the, the Kadur, the sphere itself of the, of the moon, there's a part that's always facing the sun, which is the higher five spheres of Malchus, they're always revealed. But they're not facing Biyah. They're not facing earth. That's Think of Malchus, that's like the student facing the teacher. Upward. So Malchus, the end of Atzillus, is looking up at the sun. But there's another half of Malchus that's facing downward, into Biyah. It's like the king, he's turning to Hashem, so the king is turning to Hashem, and his back is to us, his back is to us, is dark. So the second half, that's so the second half of the of the of Malchus is the lower half, which is the outer dimension of Malchus that goes to Biyah. There, the Pomimei sometimes radius, sometimes not. And basically, at the beginning of the month, it begins to start getting sunlight, then it continues to grow. Full moon means that also the lower half is also illuminated. Our question yesterday was: Does this mean also physically, only spiritually? Spiritually, it's understood. Fine. So in other words, not just the five upper levels of Malchus are radiating, but also the five lower. They penetrate it. But Begashmias, does it work that way? Because Begashmias, when it's shining down, then the other side is not is, is, is dark. It's true that, that that's just based on the orbit, but I think technically it doesn't really matter to our Havana here, because at the end of the day, whether it's actually the whole moon is illuminated, or only the angle, the full angle is illuminated to us, I think is more of a technical thing, and we were just we going to research that. But as far as the Havana, it's very clear. It means that there, that now, that's and that's what and that's what Yaakov does. He lifts up the Evan, which is essentially the dark side, and starts bringing light into it. And this is what happens in Man Shlema. Man Shlema, the 15th generation from Avram Avinu, was Kaimasir Basil Musa. I never researched it, but it sounds like that, that the moon was always full by him. Every night the moon was full. It's just the level of Kaimasir Basil Musa. Sure, because I think I remember hearing or reading 
that the moon was always full, but that would mean that it was always like stood still. Okay, fine, fine, I got it. So what's the story? It's based on Migdash, as we learned. And we learned several times already. And I'm, I'm referring now back to the big the, the parentheses in, that, in, in chapter uh, Kuvav. And then again in uh, Kuv, uh, Kuv Zion. 106, 107. And then again a few other times. You're basically talking about three different periods in history where this where this revelation Malchus is elevated. One is the beginning of creation. That's Adam. Rosh Hashanah Adam, David, Mashiach. Beginning of creation was Shechina B'Tachtenim, which we learned earlier. And before the Chet, that's why there was no need for Levushim. The light shined. No, no Parsa. So the light shined through Malchus. Right. That's one. The second is David, I guess, referring to like Shlema. David built the base of Migdash, David prepared the ground for the base of Migdash, but that idea that you have now the Gilead base of Migdash, as opposed to Golos. Golos, Malchus, is fallen. Base of Migdash. And then La'asid Lavi, Mashiach will come, when obviously it will be a permanent situation, where as we learn, that will be twice Yudke. So the Vavke, which is how Malchus is below, elevates. These are words we've learned already before. And he repeats them again in this chapter. But outside of the base of me, so that's kind of said, but that's already the moon that means that, so two, two steps here. Zah, Teferis, which is the essence of Zah, radiates even to the lower five spheres of Malchus. So the whole, the, so the moon is full. As a result, we see the full moon, and Biyah is radiated and elevated as a result, as Malchus intended to be. That's the essential point. What happens not in the time of the base of Middash? Is then we only see, as he says in Biyah, you only have Mitzia Salakus. Even the angels, they know that God exists, but they don't see a full moon. You can say that they maybe see a darkened moon. They don't see a full moon in the, I'm talking about it metaphorically speaking. They know it exists. In Atsilis, you see it as if it's right in front of you. Mohus. Mitzias is you know of it. Like we talked the example, Mohus is when somebody's with you in the room. Mitzias is they left the room and you tell someone they were just here. So I know that they exist. But I don't so see it. They know it or they are it? Well, Mitzis means you know of it. You know of its existence. It's like Misper, when we spoke about Misper. You know the number. You know a million. hundred thousand. You haven't counted it yourself. And with your fingers, you know one, two, three, what means a hundred thousand. What do we even know what a hundred thousand is unless we actually, the value of it. Okay. And, even, and the Shamas, he said, which are, whose personality is Elikus as opposed to Malachim, they, they do have some Asaga, but it's also not. It's also Mitzis, like he says, even Moshe, even the highest souls, Panai you don't see. So he explained Panai in the parentheses. Panai is uh, either Panai is Mohus and Achedai is Mitzis, or Achedai is Mohus of the Mitzis, or Mohus of the Achadaim of Chachma. Okay. And the Shamas, once they reach in Ganeidin, it's not because of the level of the world, it's because they're Teir and Aved to give them appreciation of the deeper power, like he says in Tanya, that it's Teir that gives us ability to receive and contain Muhus Alakus. Shem Ez, he says, Now, so you go to the regular order of things, before Yaakov comes into the picture, everything is, in, is gradations. There's a Tzimtzum, a Kav, world after world after world, it diminishes. Light diminishes as it goes. That's the Seder Hadvarim. So therefore, when Malchus enters Biyah, it's natural, like the moon. The moon all, all, all month long. is in a very, is, it, it's a very limited flow. 
What is Kaimasir Bashlamus in Aveda or in this this? Is that you give it a burst of energy. That means you're drawing in an energy from the Mailam and say That's how we finish the chapter. So Kaimasir Bashlamus is a gili gamba hispanic the machus is a gumkin lay up say the stalsus. But he say the stalsus, how does it work? The five higher spheres radiate, the five lower ones don't. That think of it like a teacher and a student. But then when you want to elevate the student to another level, you need to bring in another energy. So to make the outer dimension of this Nakuda, of this point, of this moon, to be like the inner, that has to come from a higher place. From So now in the next chapter he's going to discuss where does it come from. But you see already the setting the stage for the levels we've been talking about. Remember the whole Ayam Bays begins with interface. Of what? Of Gvul. First of all of Helam, of the world, of concealed world. Connecting it to the Gvul of Elokus, meaning the Kayach HaGvul, the ten hidden spheres, which is the source of the ten revealed spheres. That in turn reveals Bligvul. So the same thing is going to be here with Yaakov. So Misput is more the Kalim, more the Gvul of Spheres. Sipur is telling the story already also of the, the source of the Gvul and also of the Bligvul. And Evan Sapit is where it becomes completely transparent. So essentially, if you think of it, the image of it is, is a beautiful image. Think of it like here's a table. It begins out, when you look at the table, godliness is concealed. Our job, the first job is to remove some of the concealment, use the, t- the table for something constructive, for something holy. So now you've already you've given it a little. The table isn't just an independent force that can be used for destructive purposes. It's now been aligned. You makadish it. You eat a meal at it with a bracha. You make it into some type of mizbeach. Okay, I'm just using an example of the table. Then that's revealing the malchus. You're elevating it. Then you bring it to a point where it gets completely aligned with why God created the table. That the whole table is now dedicated to the divine. Complete dedication. So there the gvul of this table is aligned with the gvul of Elokus, why God wanted it to be. And then comes the next level, which is, that's where Malchus gets connected to Feris, what I just said. That's the gvul. That, but to do that, you have to reach a higher level than Ishtashlis, because how do you transform a table that's in domain of Chayil, of the mundane? So that, you need to have the Erabligvul that comes from higher than Ishtashlis. That gives the power to elevate and that's going to be Yaakov. Yaakov is the Fed, is the Kavem, sorry. He goes all the way to Primius HaKesed, draws the energy into Malchus, makes a full moon. The full moon radiates into a physical world, a Biyah, where everything is concealed. And hopefully that brings Mashiach. That's what I just said is the dynamics, the steps. So it's Helam to Gvul of Elikus. So it's uh, to Bli Gvul of Elikus. And then, of course, all the way to Atmos. So now chapter 114, the root of this Hamshacha, which Hamshacha? The Hamshacha that Yaakov accomplishes by creating the full moon, meaning revealing even the five outer spheres, which means the five outer dimensions, the five lower spheres of the outer chitzenius of Malchus, revealing the primius of it, which think of it, like I said, like a student that begins with olive base, that's an us. The us becomes a word, now the word becomes part of an idea. And now the idea is being connected to the source. 
the root of this transmission because to transform something remember we said this several times you cannot transform something from within the system you need to go outside the system to change the system so the root of it is from primis atzmi seinsef shalemayla mayla b'chinis That's higher, higher, that beyond the cosmic order. So the cosmic order is how God puts it into place. Now the question is the elevation of it. The b'chinis chitzen is the eden sof sheyeslus ashachlus aseidus shtalshlus. Now he's bringing back all the aces about keichagvul eragvul. That's so it's a beautiful here because chitzen is eden sof, meaning the outer dimensions of the divine. Infinite light, which has a relationship, an erech, a type of um, commensuration, commensuration, a certain relationship, connection with the cosmic order. That amshacha, that transmission is an orderly, progressive, hierarchy way. Remember, we learned that length, the hierarchy of the spheres, and so on. It's fundamentally a, a fundamental structure. Here, it's going back to a language we haven't seen in a while. Because this is the Medida Baratzen. This is how, Medida uh, that in the desire, there was a measurement. There was an assessment. There was an estimate. Remember those words? Where he estimated within himself. Let's go back to the example I've been using then when we used it. Think of it as an artist can create infinite amount of pieces of art. Then he chooses and he estimates himself, I want to do this piece of art. So the Bligvul has estimated within it, the Medid the Berotz, the Bidisem, Shir So the whole point, now he has to do this art. Now he's chosen to do this art. So the flow, that's Ketsen say Now the Panemius is the artist as he is in himself, which has infinite potential. Now he's chosen to do one piece of art. So the flow that comes out of here is not another piece of art. It's this piece of art. And that is a flow that's subject to progression. <laughs> to radiate, illuminate, with measure and with parameters. <laughs> that the transmission should be with an orderly progression and level by level. So if you're talking about how you are in your infinite self, so to speak, your infinite possibilities, then it's a it's a bleak type of flow. There's no order. It just like he spoke a little about how the melech is when he's besimcha. But when you're talking uh, 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 that you have now estimated, you've determined you want to build this house and not another house, these ten spheres and not others. Now this in, in, in turn, um, this in turn generates a flow that is very progressive and orderly that has to now shape existence based on this image. Now, is God bound by the image? He's not bound by it, but this is what he chose. And that's in the root. That's all the way in the root. So this is this, that's the sphere of Sagnusis, basically. The ten hidden spheres. So, so, so it can't come from Chetzenius Eid and stuff. So, so how do you change now that... He, okay, so now let's go further. I think the, the marshal works very well. So the art is this world. The tables, the chairs, the animals, everything. Now you're coming and saying, we have to make a dirbetachtenim, we have to change the world. In other words, we're going in now into the art and we have to elevate the art. It's not enough for it to just stay where it is because it's concealed from the artist. It's not aware of the artist. So how are you going to change it? If you're going to use the energy that, sh- that created the art, all you can do is create art. Right. So you need to go back to the engine room. You need to go back to the artist that had different options because it's the only place where you can go and rewire. 
tap deeper into the mm-hmm. Right. So in other words, we have the power to reshape the piece of art. Not we're recreate not that not that we are creating another world, but we're taking the art that God created and turning it into a far more beautiful, revealing first of all godliness in it, and obviously elevating it to places that the art could never have reached on its own. That's essentially the picture. So basically, think of it this way: the world is a beautiful piece of art. The soul is sent by God into this art to do something, to change it. So we're like messengers in a uh, in a landscape, on a um, what do we call it? On a uh, no, I wanted to use a. Uh, what does the artist create? He creates a. Uh, this is the easel, portrait. The, the portrait. On the yeah, on the canvas. The, no, the portrait is the right word. There's another word I wanted to use. The panorama, or something. Okay, so the world is one big beautiful piece of art on its own. Till Adam and Chava are created, it's a great world piece of art. But leave it as it is, it's going nowhere. No, it's a clock. It will go through its motions perfectly. It will never waver from God's will. But like a clock, the sun will rise, the sun will set, the moon, there's there's, there's the animals, everything will go perfectly. But to create a dirbetachtenim, it's not. It's a piece of art that is essentially inanimate art. I mean, inanimate in the sense that it's not going out. Okay, so so what's your answer? You want something different. What's your answer? No, but but no 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 no. Let's say they did not sin. What's missing? Tell me what's missing. What does that mean? That's not an end in itself. What's missing is what's missing is what's missing is on a basic level. First of all, God doesn't need to make kunsen. So what's the point of this art? Why did He make it? He wants the art to reconnect to Him in the deepest way. That, what, that's what a dira b'tachtenim means. So when you have ikrishkinah b'tachtenim, yes, there's a divine awareness there, but it's not the awareness of uh, God himself, it's awareness of the lowest levels of God. It's how God manifests there. So number one, he wants to have a connection all the way with him. That's number one. Number two. Right. It's definitely hard, it's not atzmos. Because Adam and Chava now came to do something. Your real question is, what did they come to do? If there was no Chet, what did they come to do the second before the Chet? It's true they were tested, etc. And it's true that the Chet obviously brought... But there was a reason they could do a Chet, because the world itself, even though... This question is asked in Chassidus. If the world was a perfect divine world, how could they even do a Chet? And the answer, one of the answers given, there's a beautiful order from the Rebbe about it, that they came into a world where there was a possibility to wander away from God and to just eliminate even the possibility. So had they not eaten from the Chetet Tzadaz, they would have brought Mashiach. Well, they would have eliminated the possibility of sin. Instead, they took the possibility and turned it. In other words, this world is aligned to godliness, but it's also possible to go away from it. Before world, before the art was created, it can go away. But Eirin saw before the Tzimtzum cannot in any way disconnect from the source. This world that was created was a perfect piece of art, but it potentially could could disconnect. And then the potential became actual. When we do our Avreda now, we will eliminate that potential. So forever the art will then be connected That's with God. That's one way to explain it. Yeah, I mean, it, it is, look, but it wasn't a bchira because God did create the test. He did create a world that could potentially go that way. So you could say he set it up. Did he actually push their hand to eat from the tree? The answer is no. 
But he definitely created a, If he had not created any helm, it'd be not possible for them to defy his will. So there was definitely a helm. Look, a tzimtzum was created by God. That was not created by man. But that we should be deceived by the tzimtzum, that's up to us. In other words, God can say, I'm going to hide my presence from you. You can interpret it two ways. You could say, okay, that means he's challenging me to refine him. Or you could say, you know what? He's not here. I got an agenda. I'll, I'll, I'll get back to you later. You know, that's, that's a choice. That's a choice we make right now. Uh, now, obviously, it's, it's a pretty... It's, 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 it's pretty uh, you could say it's a setup, but it's nevertheless, there is a choice. The choice exists today also. You also have the choice today. You could either choose to see, open your eyes, or you could choose not to open your eyes. Anyway, for one second. That was his time. What was his time? If you create everything, exactly what kind of time would that be? If it was or wasn't, the time was that. Now, but I want to just add something else from Samarvov that's very important here. So why was it why was it symptom create why was there a symptom because there could not be an independent reality we could not sense ourselves as an independent reality dirabtahtain really means that independent reality that senses itself as independent from god should be wise enough to reconnect that's it so he says in pedaklamidvov dirabtahtain he says what's tahtain mean tahtain doesn't mean physical tahtain doesn't mean the lowest uh, like your second floor, the first floor, the best basement. It means, that is the world that has the least amount of divine revelation. Which really means that there's a yesh. You and I are yesh. We're yesh. We feel that we're independent reality. And when we come and realize we're not, that's the biggest chid. That, for the, for that, for, that is nisava. That you fulfill God's taiva. Why that taiva? We don't have an answer. But that's what he wanted. Now, one second. Let's go a step further now. So he says so, so, so. In other words, it's symptom. Remember, we do have one piece of art, not a million pieces of art. The art may be aligned. Before the Chet Etzadas, it's aligned. But it is a world that is independent. There is an independence going on. It's true, animals are not going to defy God's will, but man would. So now comes, God puts Adam and Chav on earth. So the Gemishnah says, why were they created last? So he gives two reasons. Two seemingly contradictory. Why? Because they're the, the guest. So you don't, you don't bring a guest, a special guest, to a set to a table that's empty. So you bring the, the, the you bring the table. You bring the guest after the whole table was set. The second answer given that when if man sins, that even an insect, even a, a mosquito, even an insect preceded you. What are, are we a special guest or we're lower than an insect? The answer is it depends how you behave. You walk down the street, it says in Chassidus, there's an expression that uh, when a Russia, a wicked person, walks on the street, the cobblestones cry out, who are you to walk on me? Petah. What right do you have? We, I never defied God. What right do you have to take your defiled feet and walk on me? So then you're even lower than the stone, because the stone never went against. You, take, you have an option. You come to, you're hungry, you see suddenly a beautiful apple tree. And the apple starts talking to you. Okay, it could be other types, but let's say an apple. So you have three options. You can ignore it, move on. You could fresh the apple, not a brach, without anything, and just indulge in it, and then use the strength to hurt somebody. Or you can take the apple, make a brach, thank God, and use the strength to help somebody. If you do nothing, okay, you didn't change anything. You lost an opportunity. If you do the first thing, the second thing, which is use it for selfish purposes, you've taken the energy of the apple, and the apple can say to you, no, I didn't mean it that way. I meant more that you would lose an opportunity because it's. Uh, not, I didn't mean so much the tithe here. I meant using the world around us. Anyway, 
So second thing is, you use it for destructive purposes, the apple could have a tiny tree. It will have a tiny What right did you have? I was sitting on the, t- the tree not hurting anyone. I was doing what God wants me to do. But, you keep, but the apple also is not elevated. So what right did you have to teach me? Third option is, the apple thanks you. Because I would have remained on the tree and been on this piece of art and been a nice little apple in, in this big portrait. You took me and now we've connected me to something even greater, a mitzvah. And you've made me part of revealing the divine in this art. That's essentially... Then, obviously, you're the guest that comes after the world. If you behave in a destructive way, then even the apple, even the, the yitush, is higher than we are. Like now here, what he says in Samagvav like this now. Samagvav, he says that the Tzimtzum addition was needed to conceal the divine reality so that an independent entity could arise, an independent consciousness. Now, the purpose, of course, as I said, is the independent conscience should reconnect. So you ask the question in Samavov, what's the point? Afterwards came a kav anyway. So why not just leave the kav? We learned this also here. Why not just leave a small kav? Why do you have to have a complete dark black hole and then send a layer of light? So his answer is because the kalim would never be able to emerge. So you need the teacher to be completely silent. Then start a stream of consciousness. And slowly, slowly. So what's the yes? So then what's the you're getting back to square one? The Ayrain saw before the Tsimtsum was there already. What are we accomplishing? Like we asked before, what's the accomplishment that this art is now uh, uh, aligned? It was aligned. The answer is no, there was no art then. Before the Tsimtsum, what was aligned, there was not no other possibility. Here, in a place that on its own began and could only exist if the the light was concealed, and it should be aware, is a khidush. But then he says, that the chiddush is that that's just the chiddush you got back. Essentially, it's not really square one because you could say now the student has become like the teacher. Okay, before there was no student. That's the difference. Before the Simpson, there's no student. But then he says the chiddush is, and then we mamshech an a that's even higher than what was lifting at Simpson. Because when you transform this material world, that mole clippers the sitrach that can go against God, you don't just bring back the light as it was. You bring back higher. This is the yisod of whole samachvav. It's much it's very, here he talks. You see, some of is far more like I always say, is more ben shenasa eved. There it's much more focus on um, aveda and breaking the klipa and breaking the darkness and revealing that higher light that I just said. That's higher. Here it's actually more mamayl lamati. He talks in some nayim bays. He talks more about how to infuse it in existence. There it's more about like going beyond existence, and here it's like bringing it back into existence. This is like the next step, somewhat like yet. Yeah, some of Vov is more scuffy. There's overlap, obviously. This is more Teda, that's more Tefillah. That's more Aveda, this is more Teda. In general. But remember, there's a lot of overlap. In Yiddishkeit, you need both. You need to bring down, you need to go up. But here's like, after you do the Aveda, Mamat, Lamayla, Yigiyah, then the Kavon, the Mashiach will be, that we bring it all down into. That's why the focus here is, is more according to the Shitta that Eid is Because you want to bring it into existence, into the structure of existence. And some of the focus is more lifting the structure beyond structure. It's not a contradiction, it's two steps. So first came some of First was lifting it beyond, and then was bringing that into. That's what we're learning now. So the bottom line, there is a chidush therefore that the art is elevated. So he's saying like this. But to elevate the art cannot come from the same energy that created the art. So that's what when Yehi Eir, Asarama Moris, Yehi Eir, Yehi Rakia, Yedasha, Shehidasha, Yemayiris, and all the other Mamoris, that is the artist shaping the art based on the envisioning of God that he wants this piece of art. Now comes the work, how do you elevate this? 
That's Malchus, like the moon. The moon is diminished. That's Malchus as it's in Biyah. It's a concealed state. And there's gradations. There's higher levels, lower levels. How do you bring from lower levels backwards? How do you now, in other words, reverse the start? It's diminishing, diminishing. How do you bring the light? So you need to bring something from very high up. You bring it, in other words, here the light got diminished, diminished, diminished. Now it's down here. How do you get this going back? So you need some power that can't come from the thing that gave it being. You need something that comes from outside of Ishtalshlis that is given to us the power. And we reverse it and we bring it back upward. Which is what? We're, we're learning this now. So this, so, so it can't come from Chinsenius, like you just said, that's the Medida Baratzen. That's how God envisioned, the artist is envisioning the structure. So from there, from that energy, you're only going to get a structure, you're not going to get beyond structure. Now obviously, as I'm sure Doctor can remind us, since God is all one, obviously even in his easel, and in his brush, when he's painting it, there's also the power of Bligwal that's our Anishtalshlis. But from our perspective, we can't access that because that we can only accessing because we have to do it in an orderly way. So, we, so right now we have. So how do you bring in a higher power? So he says, Only from the inner dimension of Eden Sof. Very similar to what he said before. Remember, all the spheres he said there's a chetzenius of spheres, primis of spheres, the five lower spheres. The, lo- the other side, that dark side of the moon, and the five higher spheres. So now he's talking the Shadish. She's also Primius Aidenshov. That has no relationship at all to this, let's call it to this artist's process of creating art. Okay? From there comes the revelation that is not in any orderly fashion progression. The Maime Kavamide. Now Kavamide is exactly what I just said. What's a Kavamide? It's a paintbrush. It's a Kavamide. It's a pen that draws with measure with with me, uh, measured drawing. It's it's not uh, ink, bleakful ink. It's a pen. It's a Kavamide. Kavamide is expression for a measuring, like a ruler or a uh, or like a te- what do we call it? you know like when you measure in a tube in a tube. You can only take medicine or for children that type measure. of. Measuring cup, measuring what is it called? Not a cup. Measuring stick, a measuring rod. Yeah, I mean whatever it is. And geologists use it. Uh, what is that thing called? You know when they. No, no. People stand at a corner and they like. Uh, they no, it's like a yellow. A surveyor. What do they do? What does that thing do exactly? You know what I mean? You see it sometimes on corners. You see them on corners. But you also see in time of George Washington and these, they had these, when they looked at land, I don't think it was laser then. Huh? To see, right, the, the like levels. To see how level it is. No, because streets, let's say Kingston Avenue, is like on an on a incline. You have to consider that in every type of... Uh, look, when you build a building, for example, on a mountain, it's not the same thing. You have to really calculate the whole... Okay. Remember that was the the sid that was on that passage, the whole thing with the son. Yosis kegiber lorot zedach. The Yosis begimah. So Yosis giber lorot zedach. We said was what that he celebrates like a strong man, powerful man kegiber lorot zedach to run the distance, to run the the length. 
Basically, we're talking about a powerful surge, which is what creates Kaimis in Mishnah. So he says, the Yossi is Bigimatri Keser. Yossis is Bigimatri of Keser. The Yossi is who base Pomim Yesh. And Yossis is twice Yesh. So Keser Shin Yud is 310. Keser is 620. So twice Yesh, twice Yossis, it's like twice Shai. Shem Beis Chatsoi HaKeser. So you have here now both halves of Keser. That's what Yossis refers to. So Yossis is two halves of Keser. Atik Anarich. Timibchinis Mechza HaElyen. Remember, we're talking now in the Sherish. In Malchus, it's the first half, it's the top half of the moon and the bottom half of the moon. Or better, the outer half of the moon and the inner half of the moon. Or the inner half and the outer half. The five higher spheres, the five lower spheres. In Keser, which is the root of Malchus, the higher half of from the inner dimension of Keser is the from there Dafka, from there specifically is the root of the transmission, this transmission to reveal the personality of the divine, all the way Adlamatmat, all the way below to the lowest levels. Then this is what the Zayah says. Remember the beginning of last chapter. The Habi Yaakov Talia Milsa. When it says that Yaakov is the one. It says, V'ukamla. V'evan Azei Shashashanti Matzevi. May Matzevi Da'avani Fila. V'ukamla. V'yotzik Shem Laresh. It says, The Habi Yaakov Talia Milsa. L'ma'avad Yatir M'bnei Alma. Because B'nei Alma is the Seder Shtalshlis. The creatures of the world, the people of the world, the citizens of the world can only do what the art dictates. This means Yaakov Talia Milsa. The Hini Yaakov Chines HaTeferes. Yaakov is higher than Bnei Alma. He is the level of Teferis. Teferis is what? She'el Adah Keser. Teferis is the Kavam Tzai, the middle rod, the Briyach HaTichin, that runs from the lowest to the highest. So that's why Yaakov, it depends on Yaakov. Teferis She'el Adah Keser. V'yudua, the Hain... No, it's like that. Yibar Aich, Zitan. And here it says Yaakov talking yeah. V'yidua, the hain, v'yidua, and it's known the hain is dafka. Means and that, that what is referring to she'ela the keser to feres is not just the chitzenis keser to the outer keser to the higher inner dimension, the inner half, atik in other words, like we said earlier, rad law. This is the middle rod. That we've discussed, like by the Mishkan when they build the walls. Here it is. So Hot bound one wall to the next. So there were rods that connected, short rods that connected one wall to the next. Like, you know, short rod, 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 rod. Then you had one, then on the bottom the same thing. Top, bottom. Then the middle, along the entire length and width, was a center rod called Briyach Architecturally, that's what keeps, if you just have small rods, you won't have, like you build a sukkah, you know, you'll have the walls but it still can sway. That middle rod creates that cycle, like the spine. It's like the spine. It creates the centrifugal balancing force. There's different shittas. What the same rod went through, or one, a rod along the whole thing, and then another rod like that. So bent at the corner? I thought there was a two tight, and I thought there was minakatsal. I think there's another touch. I think the touch when it cuts is like the, yeah, the whole length. Maybe not. But the idea is clear. However you twist it, it goes from one end to the next. Emes, like he says in Tanya. Aleph Memsof. 
Aleph is the first of the letters, Saf is the last, and Mem is the middle. That's a Berich HaTichon. So MS is true from the beginning through the middle to the end. Sheker, by the way, are three letters that are near each other. Kufre Shin, close to the end. Then comes Tav. Because Sheker ain't le raglaim, it says. It doesn't have its own feet, so the lies have to congregate with each other. Every line needs to bring another lie. Every line needs to have a neighbor that's a lie, basically, to cover up. MS is secure. You can be here, another person on the other end of the world, another one in the middle. Because we're standing on, we have red line. Never heard that taich? Yeah. I told me it's, yeah. It's and the Gaya says the goal is to transform the shekel into kesher. Kesher. Kesher and keresh, yeah. Yeah. That's cute. Now what? All Benim, Montgomery, and Troy. That's where he lives. It's MS. That's where my neighbor is. I'm going to live. Okay, I'm glad you added the shame memory. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do Okay. He used as a fundraising pitch. Well, there was a, a magazine called Pravda. Pravda means MS, right? So, whenever you have a magazine that announces that it's true, you know what that means. <laughs> Certified lie. So, so, so there was also a, a Yiddish communist magazine called MS. But it was spelled Ayin Mem Ayin Samach. Yeah. Truth. Imagine this paper says truth. You got an email. This is the truth. You're going to open. In Yiddish, there was a communist, and they spelled it Ayin Mem Ayin Samach. And some say, because he was forced to do it, so he already, they wouldn't realize the Goyesh Kep. So he called it M, and that was basically telling you. It says M, says the spelling of this uh, name. <laughs> Yeah, they have. Vergilis. No, but he was not the founder. He was not the founder. He was not the founder? No. But I feel like coming to It's like those Muslims would come and say, I'm a Muslim. You know? um, Vergilis was later, I think. Vergilis was. Was Pravda Vergilis, no? No, he was this magazine. Magazine MS. Okay, but anyway. You know, Stalin actually created a province that where they spoke Yiddish where he wanted to send yeah. all the Jews, you know? Yeah. It's not the Chinese and Korean. I think yeah, he wanted to send a second language. I just read an article in the Wall Street Journal about it. And it was an amazing article. And then it never worked out? No, they have. They have. Sure. To a certain extent, it worked out. The teaching yeah. English. Yeah, what do you want? What was the idea behind it? Koreans are Chinese. I guess like a ghetto, you know. Jews don't need the Arsisola. If he had lived a year or two more, he would have shipped all the Jews from Russia into that area. Yeah, that's what he was planning. And like, 55. And oppress them? Shipped them all off over there. 55, he was there. 53, he died. Putin. Kuha. I wasn't even born. I remember my Shved. My Shved traveled to Russia. Uh, you know, in the 70s, he came back and he brought with him an English-Russian newspaper. I saw it. I wish I saved it. He wasn't afraid to travel in the 70s? He went. He went Was in the it? 70s. Some people went. He didn't leave anyway, he shows me the newspaper. The headline is a picture of New York City. Dark, like the streets are abandoned, and it says the last citizens of New York have just moved out of New York City <laughs> because of the high rates of crime and and uh, have catered his face. And nobody knew otherwise. He said, everyone thinks this is the truth. Because they had no other... The whole New York City! See, all you have is it's like an abandoned street. Like yeah, someone like took... A, the, whole, the last citizen of New York have moved out. 
Yeah, it's a create another reality in Gandhikt. For 70 years, they were able to create. People had no idea. Your father used to communicate with this guy? You know, I think he knew him. I don't know how much he communicated with him. When did he die? I remember Vergilis. I remember my father mentioning Vergilis. There were three... The Vergilis was not... MS. Vergilis was the Yiddish Freiheit in New York. You sure Vergilis was there? You're right, you're right, you're right. I remember the name. Here there was three major... There was more than three. In the heyday, there were like 20 Yiddish newspapers. There was the Amerikaner... There was the yeah. Tog, there was the Morgenau, there was the Farvitz, there was the Yiddish Freiheit, Morgen Freiheit. You know, that means the morning freedom. It was communist. No, that was in the 70s. Not 70s, late 60s it was still around. The Morgen Freiheit was the communist Yiddish newspaper. It was, it's, Farvitz was the socialist, the Morgenau was a little more for the orthodox, and the Tog was secular, but not uh, socialist. There was all these newspapers. Then the Tog and Morgenau in the 50s merged, my father joined them in the end of the 50s, early 60s. And it became? And then it became, then they closed it in 1972. The owner, Arthur Jacobs, huh? That's where Meckler, who wrote the Zechrenis, the Friedrich Rebbe, when he wanted his memoirs written, he said he wants the Dafka have a secular journalist. And he chose Meckler. Talad Lamed Meckler. Look at the beginning of Zechrenis. It says, Talad Lamed, he would sit by the Friedrich Rebbe. Friedrich Rebbe would dictate, and he wrote the whole Sefer Zechrenis, the two volumes. And he wrote. Look, look, yeah, like the Rebbe would do that. All two books. And look in the beginning, it says Dalai Lamed Mekla. He wrote it. Friedrich Rebbe just spoke. It was dictated. Someone had to write it. I mean, he had to change the words around a little. Dictating and writing is a two different worlds. You, you, you know anything about writing? When someone dictates, it's not written. It's, writing is a work. You got to write the whole thing from scratch. Dictating is just telling. Is like uh, giving you pointers. He told them the stories, but then he had to write them. The Kutzer himself. He was a good writer. The him a lot of a lot of it is himself. Friedrich was a very good writer, but the Sechrenis he he asked for him. I don't know if Friedrich could write then anymore as well, because his hand. But uh, but the Sechrenis are him. He was my father's boss. He was the editor in chief of Tagmar Journal. A very powerful individual. Then when Jay, so the Tomas now was owned privately. The Farvitz was owned by association. They had a radio station. It was on East Broadway down that time. I remember I used to go there, and they had a lot of money. They still have because of the because of the radio. Tomas now the owner was you know seventy two, was going down. The readership was going down. Advertising etc. He closed it. One day my father he didn't tell anybody. He didn't want pressure. My father came to the offices, locked. I remember my father was like shocked, because no he had no clue. No warning. Everybody, hundreds of people were laid off right that morning. My father came home. I, me- I never saw my father in the middle of the day, and suddenly I see him in the house. You don't work for a union. So I said, "What are you doing?" He says, "I'm out of a job." You remember it? I remember. It was very sad. My father's life was his work. But yeah, but my father was a fighter. He didn't. Uh, within a few months, he started the Algemeiner Journal. That's when he started a weekly. The Rebbe's had a lot to do with the Rebbe. The Rebbe gave the name Algemeiner. Is the Rebbe's name? Only a Rebbe can give such a name. Algemeiner means. General or all-encompassing, but it's a it's really a very German Yiddish name. Yeah, So my father asked the Rebbe why. He said, "Algemein newspaper has to be all-encompassing. Everything should be there." My father asked the Rebbe, "Does that mean even contrary opinions?" He says, "A newspaper is a newspaper. It's not it's not a shulchan aruch." My father had my Rebbe had very liberal opinions about the newspaper. I never told you the stories. They're very good stuff. Very funny. I'll tell you one. There were some people who wrote, some people here said to my, talk about the ghetto. They came to my father, they said, listen, we, you know, a lot of people read the, this newspaper. 
In its heyday, it was like, I don't know if you remember Lamed Ches, when people used to line up when the paper came. It had, it had the, uh, Not because of Sikh only. Also, no, Satmer for Samtamai. It was a nice parshas. Um, anyway, so my father said that some, some people came to him and said, See, the Rebbe's brilliance here. Um, that, uh, that he should have a vad of Rabbanim should look over the newspaper every week to make sure everything is appropriate. The advertisers are, you know. Right. So my father said to this, ask him what the, the Rebbe, he says, he thinks the Rebbe would agree. So my father said, listen, I go into the Rebbe pretty, you know, my father went to the Rebbe pretty often, definitely his birthday and other times, and he spent a long time with the Rebbe. My father got a lot of unbelievable yechidus. And, my, and so my father said, I'll oh, ask the Rebbe directly. So by the end of one of the Yechidahs, my father says to the Rebbe, there's some askonim in Yiddish, you know, that are suggesting Avad of Rabbonim. So, so the Rebbe says to my father, what happens if the Avad of Rabbonim say you have to close down the paper? That was the Rebbe's question. So my father said, that's what I'm asking. If Rabbonim, the Rebbe thinks Rabbonim should be the ones that decide. And that's what they say. That's what we'll do. So the Rebbe smiled broadly and said to him, he says, what do rabbis have to do with newspapers? Arav has to paskin that a person like is supposed to learn Tera Kola Yem He's supposed to learn Tera all day. And if you don't learn Tera all day, it's little Tera. Newspapers are for people who don't ask Rabbanim questions. Or for people who, uh, who, 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 people who, who what is it, the said two things. People who was Fregnish Ken Rabbanim, or there was Folgnish Ken Rabbanim. People don't uh, go to Rabbanim. A Rav has to say that you're supposed to learn Torah all day. So how can a Rav come and pass in about a newspaper? It's a contradiction. That's what the Rebbe said. Huh? Interesting, huh? You see the Rebbe's... The, the Rebbe was not saying you can do things that are not halacha. But he means to say, what do you... It's like a, it's, a, it's a complete distortion. So then the Rebbe says, you have a newspaper. Have even people that don't go to Rabbanim. Oh, he said, oh, they don't go to Rabbanim or don't listen to Rabbanim. That was what he said. Even a person like that will see a sikha in a play newspaper, he'll also learn it. He'll learn it like that. That's how the Rebbe looked at it. Then the Rebbe told my father the whole story, but that's not for now. Anyway, so let's go on here. It's connected with Emes. Now he's going to Kavam Tsoi. Let's go again. Remember, the structure of the human being is parallels. The structure of the Mishkan, which is these three, and you also see this, and, and also the structure of the spheres. So the structure of the spheres is, even though you have ten spheres, but very often you say the spheres are sometimes structured one through ten in one line, but sometimes structured as a tatsuf, which would be Chochmah, right brain, Bina, left brain, Das, center brain. Chesed, right arm, Gvura, left arm, Tefet is the heart, center. Netzach, right leg, left leg, Yisod, is the center, the genitalia, the sexual organs. And Malchus is also the center, the female. So you have the structure. The Kav, the Teferis, or Yisod, Malchus, Das, is essentially like the spine. Well, that's the Kav Emtsoi. That one runs all the way from the top to the bottom, like the spine. So the right arm is only runs from here to here. Like the the other uh, bars, the other uh, rods that connected walls, the spine is what runs from beginning to end. So it goes from primis akesser all the way down to malchus, and of course teferis is right center that draws it down. So teferis is the mamutza between the interface between inner kesser to the outer malchus. 
So the dark moon is going to get light through Tiferes, because you're reaching all the way into Pnimis HaKesar, that's transforming the art and not just creating it. To put it that way. Okay? So now he says, if you do it, the Kavam Tzoy, Cholokim Bebez HaKavam, do you mean the small Bebez Dvarim? It's known, this Kavam Tzoy that I just said, the middle rod, as opposed to the the other, the, the, the right the right Kav and the left Kav, the right line and the left rod, are different, different they're distinguished in two ways. First difference is that the middle one runs all the way from the top, top edge of the top, higher than the two Kavim that are also the Shoshim Gamkim Bekeser. Chesed and Gvura and the middle rods also are rooted in Keser. So think of it this way the other smaller rods are also rooted in Keser, but they begin here and they go here. The middle rod is, begins here and goes all lower. So it begins higher. So one begins in Primis HaKesar. The other ones begin in Chetchenis HaKesar. In this sense, Das connects through the center. Like you said before, Moshe is Das Milagav. Yaakov is Teferis Milabar. Das and Teferis are the two steps in the center. The truth is you don't really count Das when you count Keser. It's not, it's not spelling that out. The bottom line is, we talk about the center. There. So that's one distinction. They're all rooted in Keser, but the Mavriach min Akotzteel biyesel lemaila min Abeis Kavim. It's rooted all the way to the top, top of the mountain, so to speak, the top of the flow, in the inner Keser, higher than the two Kavim who's rooted in Keser, but only in outer Keser. Aval Kavim tzoy shoresh amshachos mepchinis primiyes Keser. Whereas the middle rod, the middle line, the middle um, spine, it's transmitted, it's rooted, it's, it's the root of its transmission is from inner. And it runs, Mavriach literally means runs, but it also means extends, all the way to the lowest point, Biyeser. All the way, Malchus, the lowest levels of Atzilus. So think of it, it's like, and by the way, in architecture you have that, That's that you always need something that connects all the way from the top, that creates a centrifugal force, they call it. Something that's like the balancing factor so you need to have, like for example, if you had by the walls only a middle rod, it'd be wobbly by the by the, the by the top and the bottom because so you need the small rods that keep the connection from one section to the next, and then you have the one center one that really creates that fine. No, there's a problem with that. It won't be as strong, I think. I'm almost sure it won't be as strong because the fact that it connects each to the other. Besides practical, it's just easier to build that way. I think there's some there's an advantage of connecting. You want each wall connected to the other. If you build just a because the big one, think of you having only one in the center. It's it it's it it basically eliminates the individual uh, balance of each individual one. I would think the smaller rods create more balance for the individual walls, and the center one creates a balance for all of them so together. It, it may not be as strong, but it's uh, more balancing. You know, it depends how you look at it, yeah. So there we go. So it runs all the way to the bottom of Malchus. Bina, it says only till Haid it reaches. So Bina reaches till Haid. So you have like this. Chachma, Chesed, Netzach. You have Bina, Gvura, Haid. So Bina's rod goes from there. Goes only till Haid. 
it's rooted in Chesenis Kesser, but it goes all the way to and you say the Abba Aruch, which is the long Abba, which means Chachma. The Yaseid of it, it extends to Yaseid Zah. So again, it has a limit where it goes. Avakava Emtsai, the middle rod, the middle path, the middle line, Mavriyach Abchinis HaMalchus. It runs all the way till Malchus, safe at the Kaldargan. The end of all levels, Datsilis, of Atsilis. Ubchinis HaAchrein Shabbat. And the end itself in the lowest level of Malchus, meaning, as he said before, the low, the five lower spheres, the five outer, the outer part of the moon of the of the mouth. It's Kabbalistic terminology. He saw this foundation. It's a Kabbalistic term. He didn't explain it. Do you want to know the explanation? Basically, in the spheres as they structured, so Bina is the root of Hoid. So Bina, it says. The comprehension will reach all the way to Hoyt. And similarly, Abba, not Abba, but it says Abba Aruch. It's really Sod Abba. You see, Abba itself is a point. It's, a, it's, it's just a spark. But Yaseid Abba is where Abba already begins to inform the lower levels. So Yaseid Abba, the foundation of Abba, which is what connects it to the other levels, runs all the way to Yaseid Zah, to the foundation or the connecting in Zah and Midas, basically. Yeah, but it's not so. Yeah, but that, that's the language of Kabbalah. That's the level that we're. No, Yisaidza is Yisaid. No, no, no. Yisaidza is in Midas. It's Yisaid within Midas. Yisaid is Yisaid is in Kabbalah. He's not saying Yisaid of the Abba. Yisaid within Chachma runs into the Yisaid within Midas. Okay. Avakavim Tzay runs all the way to the bottom of Machos. So that's distinction number one that distinguishes the middle rod from the other two. From the one on the right and the left. There's a second distinction, as he says. What's the second distinction? The way it transmits, So besides that it reaches from the highest point to the next, also qualitatively, nothing changes. It's the same energy. The Kholos HaKav is like one personality. Not like the right line, let's say, from the right side. Chesed is a different personality than Chesed. They're different personalities. They have similarities, but they're not. You can't say Chesed das das Teferes Yisod, which is uh, the middle rod, the middle Kulim Hey Mahus Echad Mamish. They're literally one personality. Like it says elsewhere at length. So we really need to look there to understand the meaning. Here he's just stating the fact. Even though the other ones are aligned in the same line, they're still different. Uh... Yeah. yeah, it's That's why one runs all the way from the top to the bottom. Think of it like the spine. The spine, and you can tell us more about this. The spine is not like other bones in the body. There is a type of, there's an element in the spine that is a connector from the top to the bottom, even though it has sections in it. But there's something about the spine, at least my knowledge of it, is that there's a much more similarity between lower and other. 
In other parts of the body, you'd have to find, for example, let's see here. Now, nothing's compared to the spine. But um, but maybe even the branches that branch off the spine are probably not as as aligned or as um, not aligned as the same energy of the spine. The spine has in it the spinal cord, right? The spinal cord is really one entity that goes all the way from the bottom of the brain, from the stem, right, of the brain, all the way to the, the lower part of your back. Okay, fine. So that runs, and then it's, and then it branches off into all the, I don't know what they're called, the, you know, the, yeah. So I guess that that has a certain qualitative similarity that uh, that whole the, the the spinal cord. That's similar to what he's saying. It's not exactly, but the idea. Whereas, for example, let's say ligaments or other things that connect other parts of yeah. bodies are not quite. Yeah, but you're probably even in 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 uh, in. Um, chiropractor or, or for that matter uh, acupuncture or something, I'm sure there's plenty said about this thing. That there's the center lines and there's the right lines and the left lines. I have charts. Yeah. I have charts yeah. I'll, I'll try to find what I didn't look that up. What's what type of the explanation? How that's one mohushachad. But basically I can tell you this. The Dast, Teferis and Yisad have one element there, primistic. That's what it is. The main thing that's different, in other words, he's saying, not only that, the first difference is that one runs all the way from the top to the bottom, the other ones only run from a lower level and don't go all the way. One's an express train through the whole thing, from the highest to the lowest point. The other ones are more locals and so on. But the second explanation is more the echos, the quality. The quality, basically, all three, Das, Teferis, and Yisod, all have that one similar power that they are sent, they're balancers. They're balancers. So they both have they have the power to unite the right and the left. So 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 Tefedes connects Chesling Vura, Das connects Chachman Bina, Yisod connects Netzach and Haid. That's its main thing. So it has an element of unity that's equal in all three of them. The other ones are just different personalities. So Chachma Chesed are both lean toward Chesed. They're both right winged, so to speak. Bina and Gvura and Haid are more um, are, are more left winged, so to speak. Say the foundation beams. Building, you can take away some beams, but there's a foundation beams, you can't take Absolutely, that's a similar idea. Yeah. So, which means, that means Adas, Das draws down from the inner Kesser of Mamish. So, both things Das has. It connects all the way to the root in Primus Kesser, and it's Oysam Shocha Mamish. It's the same energy that's not diminished. That actual energy is what transmits into Teferis and Yisod and therefore into Malchus ultimately. Now he says. And these two factors that we just said are interconnected, interdependent. Meaning, the fact that it goes from the highest, highest point to the lowest, lowest point and that it maintains the same quality and does not change, it's not a different personality, is interconnected. It's almost like there's interdependent. No, there's, there's, there's no right cob and left cob without connections through the middle cob. The lefisha, I'm shocking, because the transmission comes from the inner dimension of Kesser, specifically, Dafka, Alkain, Enimishtanis. Because it's the first thing is a cause for the second. Because it's rooted in literally in the core core of the inner kesser. 
That's why its transmission, its energy does not change, does not... And literally that personality transmits into all the levels. And this is the meaning. Where we began this whole thing last chapter, Kufiud Gimel. Which says in the past is the Matseva, the pillar that Yaakov built, is Malchus be Yesimiochedesim at Tiferes. How Malchus connects with Tiferes. Now he's going to this Kavim Tsoi thing. Tihine al Because according to the regular gradations, which really means the right and left transmissions, how Malchus Mikabelis Mibchinis Nihi. Malchus doesn't have this link, this express train link, so to speak, to the source. Well, how does Malchus come? Look in the regular order. Netzach, Hoyd, Yisoyed, Malchus. So it goes through Netzach and Hoyd, not just Yisoyed jumping to Teferes, to Das, to Primis Kesem. Chabam B'chins Nehid, It receives from Netzach, Hoyd, Yisoyed, of Zah. Of Zah Rampin, which is the small face, as opposed to Arach Rampin, the large face. Meaning from the external feelings and emotions of Netzach, Hoyd, Yisoyed, Hain, Lebar Migufa. And that's what extends out of the body. So it goes like this. If you think of it, as I said, as a body. So Netzach Heid Yisrael is like Netzach is the right is the right leg. Heid is the left leg. Yisrael is the organ. And Malchus is the Nekeva. So it's outside. It's what's transmitting outside. So Malchus is receiving from Netzach Heid Yisrael, the lowest levels. And it's Lebar Migufa. It's outside of the body. Malchus in that sense. So the body is... Uh, you could live without the legs. That's the body of Gufa. That's me. Say, Malchus is in the street from the middle line? You just you list the line. In Seder Shtalshus it does. In Arus Seder Shtalshus. In Seder Shtalshus, Malchus receives that. Yeah, Nehi. Hein Lebar Begufa. They are the legs that extend. The body, in other words, is essentially the torso and the chest. They extend outward. But but I'm also saying, Malchus extends in Nehi. Hein Lebar Begufa. They extend outward, outside of the body. Remember we learned about the, the hands also on the tapikas. Yeah, we spoke about. We said that it, that he calls it right. He calls it why he calls it outside because. Extends from the body. They could live a person could live without it. But that's not what he said. What you're saying is your own thing. He didn't say that. I don't recall that. No, he asked the question: Why is midda connected? Why is midda expressed in in in, in uh, organs outside external organs? So he said because the middas are external expressions, not like the meich. I don't know about living without, I don't know. No, he said there the other thing. He meant to say he said a person can't live without a mind and a heart. Maybe that maybe he said that. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe. Anyway. Like speech. Malchus remembers speech. So speech is an external expression. It doesn't have all the depth. Speech, Shemakabal receives from the outer feeling. So let's say your intellect informs your emotions, your emotions of love. And you speak, you never speak with the same intensity as your feelings. So it's an outer expression, from the outer emotion, like we see when a person is in intense excitement, he cannot speak. That's Malchus and Seder Shtalshus. So Malchus, is the, that's why it's the lowest sphere. That's why it's the moon that's dark. Because on its own, it's just the lowest of ten spheres. Malchus. However, when there's the union of Teferis and Malchus, 
like the paradis says, who shenimshik b'malchus b'chinus atzmus amidus. What's happening then? In malchus is being transmitted the core of the feelings. In other words, you're beginning to express in the dibur, which is usually concealed, you're beginning to express much deeper and the core of the midas. So kamashah kosobah l'kutateta da v'chasavoyu v'natatem. Like he says in l'kutateta, that when you come to the land and you will plant, that's the maimer, v'chasavoyu v'natatem. I think that's bahar. It's missing a couple of words. It's a lot. It's a lot, right? Or is it... It's not Kishavi. Right. Like the, and the, and the, and the, and the distinction would be the distinction speaks wisdom. Then the Dibur is reaching and receiving a deeper transmission from deeper part of you than just when you speak superficial things, basically, is what he's saying. So he's saying, the same, just like the distinction between when a person speaks mundane matters, the speech who speaks words of wisdom, same thing, the ten utterances that God stated to create the world, they're called words of the, of the average, of the head yet. The, the common, common words, common. Because in them radiate only the nihi, the outer expression. Nihi is the lower chutzenius hamidus. Nihi is as we spoke about, is the lower extension of the midas, not the full intensity. And that's what you said. Because the ten dibris are much higher. They're not the same. Sarmamor is the artist used to create. Remember we spoke, that's a limited flow. Aseris Adibra is the artist is telling us what he wants with this piece of art. It's a whole different story now. He's telling us what he wants us to do in this world. Not just what the world is. It's a beautiful way of looking at it. Sarmamor is, is how to create the art. Is the, is the paintbrush, the palette, the creating the art. And Aseris Adibra is the kavon in it. And the In these words now are not words that are just expressing common, conventional, superficial things, which is creation. It's now revealing in them nimshech. It's drawn in them primis, the inner dimension, inner chachma, and desire of God. And this is the, the unity of teferes amalchus ukamaymer of teferes zumat and teira. Like the man we say at the Ferris in the Pasukva, the Ferris Zumat and Teira. So Teira is the Ferris, meaning it's more than just. So Malchus on its own can be the Dibur that's simply creating the worlds. Like we spoke, Malchus enters in Biyah and it creates. Then there's Malchus as it connects to the Ferris, that's already a deeper connection and, and, it, and it brings down Teira, it brings down wisdom, it brings down a higher revelation. And the root the root of the tefer, the unity of Teferas Amalchus is rooted in the unity, the inner unity of Abba and Ima, of Chachm and Bina. And this is the unity and the, the union of sun and moon. That in order to create and generate, is the refractive, the refractive, the reflective light of the moon. So the moon on its own, as we said, without a regular structure, the moon has a dark side, has a light side, and that's that. But that the, as the moon grows, that's a sign of the student or the recipient is beginning to give back light. 
It's beginning to reflect light. And that reflected light that reaches into Biyah, into our worlds, that's where the Echeza, that's when the moon and sun begin to unite. Now, Yichud Shimshu Vesir is not talking about the five higher spheres, because that's always there, that part of the moon. We're talking about the lower, where the lower begins to grow, and that's the Yichud of Teferis, and, and he says it's also the of Teferis and Malchus. So Teferis is the sun, Malchus is the moon, and he says it's also the union of Abba and Ima, which is interesting why he adds that. I'm not sure why, because usually Zah and Malchus, that's sun and moon. Teferis and Malchus. Why is he bringing Abba and Ima? Primis, okay. Yichud Primi the Abba and Ima. Because I guess in some places, Abba and Ima is the sun and the moon. Maybe in the root. Maybe Bina, Chachm and Bina. Chachm is the father, Bina is the mother. So, Zah Malchus in the root is probably Primi. Not Chetseni, because Chetseni is Abba and Ima. He just said, don't go all the way up. They go there. So the Primius Abba Ima, that's why you say Primius Chachma, Primius Atik, it says Primius Bina, Primius Atik also. Right, okay, so it all works on all levels here, wow. How does he, how does he create the Maimor? Oh, now he's going to say Yichud Primi Avo, okay, he's going to explain it. Didn't the Tiferes or the emotion be with his Dibur, or is that God Dibur, it's a whole different thing? you saying that? No, well, when it comes from the regular flow, when a person, regular speech that we speak during the day, it's more superficial. It's speech as it's diminished right. from your Most feelings. You things you did in business. You don't talk about your deepest feelings. Right. You talk external, superficial, uh, limited things. You can't speak of your emotional. That's what you just That was one example. That yeah. shows you that speech is a limited right. flow of the emotions. When godly speech, when, godly speech, when it's Torah speech, like he says, Chochmah, wisdom, that the speech is now becoming a container, a channel for much deeper expression. Let me just see, is this a new subject? Let's read a few more lines, let's see where it goes. Yidua, and it's known, the Yichud Pnimi Davo, that this inner unity of, of the inner unity of Abba and Ima, Chacham Bina, Hushanim Shech Mepchinis Pnimis HaKesedavke. That inner unity is, is drawn from the inner Keser, specifically. Remember, Ayin Beit is very thorough, so he's bringing everything together. And this dimension, this unity of Avima is transmitted to Malchus through Teferis. So Teferis carries the inner unity of Abba and Ima into Malchus and thus creating a full moon. Okay. I'm going to stop here. I'm going to stop here because I see Vyazer Yitzhak Hashem Aleshe. So that's right. We're going to stop here, middle of chapter Kufu Dalad, 114. We did page 220, 221. Sounds like it's not.